And now, it's time for Wilner's. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 131. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. And we're going to be talking about one thing. One. Motorcycle. No. Motorcycle. Motorcycle company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some sad news here at Wheel Nerds recently. And, you know, we're still getting sad news about it. I'm pretty sure some of the sad news we're getting about it was forwarded from our page to us by listeners. Uh, several times over. You may you may not be aware that we know this, but we are aware that Buell is closing its doors. Wait, what? Buell's clo- I, I was talking about James's beard bomb. No. Uh, no. You know beard bomb is a thing? Apparently. Like, no, really, a thing. A real thing? A real thing. Bullshit. It's a real, real thing. James was talking about it on, on the pace. Good lord. And I've got one thing to say about that. Beard bombs are for pussies. Mm-hmm. Take that, the pace. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Buell's closing its doors again. God damn it. Well, EBR, I guess, is closing its doors. Buell closed its doors, and then EBR is well, closed. Well, Harley closed Buell's doors. Right, right, right. And then now, now Hero's closing EBRs, or EBR is closing EBR's EBRs. EBR's closing their own. Yeah, so that that's a... Uh, that's a weird thing. Yeah. So EBR is... is Kaputsky. Kaputsky. Well, they they uh, they filed for uh, a state form of bankruptcy protection. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin, I forgot what chapter it's called, like 131, something like that. Mm-hmm. The business goes into receivership, mm-hmm. at which point he's going, the receiver will try to auction the whole thing off mm-hmm. to cover its debts, or if that doesn't happen, he will part it out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a used bike. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. So there's a possibility someone will pick up EBR. That whole and in mass. Um, I got. I, I have. I have so many thoughts about this. It, I don't even know where to start. Let's just jump right into it. Jumping right in. Okay. So here's the thing about picking up EBR. Hero bought most of EBR. Yeah, forty nine percent for twenty million dollars mm-hmm. two years ago. Yeah. So, you know, he talks in his, his, his well crap letter, um, about all the good things they need for Hero. Uh, and yet, Hero's, you know, realistically, it had to be Hero that pulled the plug. Realistically, yeah, I mean, that seems like the most logical suspect is that they had a round of funding that was supposed to come through, or they went back and asked for more money. Yeah. And Hero said no. Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to piece that one. I mean, from Hero's perspective, they could not possibly have imagined they would make money with Buell. No. I mean, they had to figure that what they were buying was they were buying technology and a name for marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they saw it as a doorway into the U.S. Could be. For their yeah. own products. Yeah. I mean, one thing that's kind of weird is, you know, since they, they talked about Hero and EBR being together, they've talked about Hero bringing bikes in to sell. Mm-hmm. We saw one bike at AIM, mm-hmm. but still no mention of when it's going to actually sell here. Yeah. And yeah. now they, you know, this happens. This isn't going to help Hero's mm-hmm. reputation either. Hero's stock has dropped like 5% since EBR's closed. Sure. I wonder if the, hmm, interesting. So maybe EBR isn't the beginning of it. Maybe EBR is the symptom, not the actual problem. Yeah. It, maybe the problem is Hero couldn't get into the stateside end of things with their bikes. 
Uh, and, you know, at that point, EBR is just a, you know, it's a weird tumorous appendage may, yeah, on a balance maybe. sheet. Eric's so focused on, on racing bikes that maybe he just wasn't doing the business decisions Hero was looking for. Yeah, I mean, that's the other one that occurs to me. I mean, the, the, until the Buell name is making bikes that are really mass market bikes, it's always going to be a dog. I, I, don't, I do not, for an instant, believe that you can sell a boutique bike and make money at it. Unless you are selling something 100% unique and have wicked low costs. Mm-hmm. Like Euro. Euro, being a good example. <laughs> Euro, yeah. It's pretty much Euro is the one who's managed to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, even, even frickin' Moto Guzzi. How many times have those guys gone tits up? Yeah. I or mean, Indian or, or Indian or insert anything here. It's because none of them have anything totally. Ural has a totally unique product. There's nothing like it. And they have low cost because it's all made in Russia. So I've been hanging out on, on the Buell boards. Go figure. Um, where go everyone, figure. where everyone is sobbing on each other's shoulders. Well, there's a couple things that stuck out to me. Uh-huh. There's dealers there. Hmm. And, uh, one, like the particularly vocal one was said, no one told us this was coming. We found out when you guys found out. We found out on Wheel Nerds. What the crap? Exactly. They got no phone call, no email blast. There's dealers sitting with bikes. In hand. In hand that either they've paid for and they've got money tied into or they're, what do they call it, floor? They're on the floor. Yeah. The bikes don't belong to them. They they belong to a financing. Yeah. And they haven't been told what to do with those bikes. Jesus. That's tense. They, you know, they, they don't well, know. Well, they've got all the carrying costs of these bikes. Yeah. They don't know what to do about warranty work. They mm-hmm. don't know what to do about parts. Mm-hmm. No one's picking up the phone anywhere. Wow. Wow, and, man. And this one d- dealer who was very, very vocal, he had just dumped 30 grand into setting up his EBR dealership. Sure, yeah. And now he's... He's, he's probably just madder than hell. Yeah. And all, I can think, you know, this guy multiplied by what maybe there might, might be what, 26 dealers, maybe uh-huh. something like that. Who will want, even if Hero comes in tomorrow at the auction mm-hmm. says, okay, we'll give you another $20 million for the remaining 51% of EBR done. Let's do it. Who's going to want to work with them? Yeah. Who's going to want to, you know, you know, risk money on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be, I'd be looking very skeptically at, at selling mules. I mean, it's already, it's already an uphill battle for Eric to get his bikes into those dealerships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the ones who are sunk into it, like this guy with the 30 grand, he might, he might pick it up because he has to. Yeah. But new dealers? No. No. Hey, you want to take a risk on this? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. I'm going to call Polaris. Right. <laughs> you know, Polaris is a name that's floating around now too, because EBR is going to go to auction. Yeah, Someone now pick it up. that would be an interesting one. That would be somebody who could pick it up and possibly make it actually do something. Yeah. Now, assuming that they make sure they have a control, I, you know, I, I love what Eric's doing with bikes, but there's a certain part of me that looks in it and is like, what do these things have in common? <laughs> they have a guy who makes cool bikes, but I'm starting to get the impression can't make them make money. Uh, I don't think he's interested in making money. That's I think possible. he's just interested in making cool race bikes. Okay, great. But that means you can't let that guy run the show. Yeah. I mean, in, in some ways... <laughs> if you want to make money. In some ways, it might have been better if EBR had not met Hero. Yeah. I, I think Hero might have made them grow too too big too fast. Mm. If they had stayed at a race shop with, mm-hmm. you know, a boutique bike. Interesting. 
sticking with what they knew and yeah. not trying to go bigger than that. Yeah, it's yeah. certainly because from what I understand, their assembly line was a manual assembly line. It wasn't automated. It was there was people building these bikes, pushing them down the line. Well, your efficiencies of scale don't come in on buying that kind of equipment until you hit a certain amount. Yeah, you know, because you got to you got to make enough profit on enough bikes to pay for the gajillion dollar you know automatic wheel bearing putter inner machine. Right, but instance. could they make enough profit to cover their hundred and twenty six employees? Well, uh, survey says no. Yeah, uh, evidence yeah. points to no. Yeah, yeah, that really stinks. I didn't know the dealer thing either. That's really because I mean I'm sure the employees had no freaking idea. They just showed up one day and the doors were locked. Well, they showed up one day and they were ushered into a, a meeting room at noon. Oh, at noon. Eric read them a letter, or someone, they read a letter, a statement, mm-hmm. and then they were like, okay, Bye. everyone, yeah, you guys gotta go. Okay, go now. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, and that, that, and that was the point where like the website was turned off, everything just mm-hmm. went dark. Yeah, well, cause the, the, the receivership thing came out in the morning. We got, we got the email at like 7.30 in the morning, it's and I was still like, yeah. is this really a thing? And then like, hour and a half later, it was oh, like, yeah. and I just stuck it on the site as soon as I got it. You know, I, I looked at it and I was like, I think the newspaper's legit. I mean, that yeah, was where I was. Like legit, I had yeah. to, I had to look at it and I was like, is this bullshit? Cause, yeah, cause a- I'm not hearing anything about this. Yeah. This is, and I don't scoop people on wheel nerds. That's not what we do. It's like, it was just one newspaper article for some yeah. local paper. And we just m- happened to have a listener who got that paper. It was <laughs> like, holy shit, look at this. <laughs> Oh my god! You guys! Top Chuck! Yeah. That was, I, I, shit, dude, I don't know. It was like the day before there were, there was that article about them, you know, know. filing new patents and I shit. Know. You know, it's, we've it's, got new cool technology. It's bizarre. I, it was so weird. But you know, something like this just doesn't happen. It was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, it was either coming from India. And it took a while to get here. <laughs> well, you know, the boats aren't the best. <laughs> or, you know, and you get all kinds of anecdotes, stories about, you know, how cutthroat Indian companies can be with businesses. And, um, you get just. Well, put, put, put yourself in the shoes of the Indian company. Flip it around for a minute. You are an American tech company and you have an office in India that's not making money. What do you do with the office in India? Yeah, but you're gone. Who to see fuck, you later? Who the fuck look at EBR and was you're, like, "Let's buy that and make money." <laughs> you're you're an Indian company, and you bought this office in America because they have something cool, have and something. you know they've got they've got this massive cachet in the industry. And you're like, "We can we can turn you profitable, and then we can use that as an in." And then they're a dog, and they don't make any money at all. Yeah. What do you do? Well, you see, that's the uh, that's the the conspiracy theory mm-hmm. about Hero mm-hmm. is that Hero came in with this. You know, so however, like twenty million dollars, maybe paid in rounds. Mm-hmm. They got the engineering expertise they wanted out of EBR, mm-hmm. and then we're like, "Oh, we got to go." Well, Thanks. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's so many theories about what happened. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. You know, people are looking at the, the statement that came out from Eric. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, they're looking for subtext. They're everywhere. looking for subtext. Yeah, like he's talking about all the stuff they did from. You can tell this, and it's the lizard people. And and, uh, and just the things that happened, like last year's AIM Expo. Mm-hmm. Clearly, what oh, happened yeah. with EBR something was, Expo, something was up. Something was, something was weird something already. Something was weird. Something was up. Mm-hmm. Eric didn't show up when he was supposed to. Everyone was expecting something big. 
Mm-hmm. They they like filed a, a you know we're going to do a presentation at nine sharp everyone and they be all here. forgot it yeah yeah I think just kidding yeah you you might have you better have been there for the first the first like the first little bulge in the ocean that shows you something's below the surface yeah yeah this this could have been coming for, uh, this had to have been coming for a while do you see a wake no <laughs> yeah I do that's weird yeah. the little glass does the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know. It's very, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. And you know how I feel about Buell. Mm. I would be really (laughs) reluctant to buy an EVR bike if someone, if Hero or someone picked them up tomorrow Mm -hmm. and was like, we're turning the lights back on. Everyone come buy our bikes. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not sure I would. Yeah. I might buy an SX for $6,000 fire sale. Uh-huh. And then just ride it until it explodes. Just ride it until it explodes. But if they just flipped everything back on and said, just kidding. Ha ah! Come, come, come buy a bike. I'd be really, I don't know, man. I'm skeptical. So I'm, let's, let's go conspiracy theory for a minute then. Cause that's where the fun stuff is. Yeah. The boring stuff is they weren't making money and so their funders were like, Pfft. Fuck you, yeah. You <laughs> owe us $25 million. <laughs> you can't pay for any of this shit. We're going to put that in the loss half of the profit and loss statement. Yeah. Um, okay, conspiracy theory. So um, what if the more desirable owner buys this now? Mm-hmm. Say, say you're Eric. Maybe you want Polaris to buy you so you can be the guy in the race shop. And they could take the rest of it and turn it into money-making stuff with your name attached to it that you know has a... A cyclical effect with your race stuff. That's not conspiracy enough. Yeah, you think so? Here's your here's a conspiracy theory. Okay, Hero withheld funds mm-hmm. to force them into receivership so that they could pick up the rest of the fifty one percent. Yeah, that sounds like business. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So so Polaris buys EBR and they go, ah, I fooled you. No, Hero buys it. Oh, sorry, Hero, Hero. Hero yes, yeah, because maybe they were saying, hey, Eric, we want to buy more of EBR. <laughs> no, can't have any money. <laughs> Shit. Shit. We forgot our checkbook. <laughs> Guess you're bankrupt now. <laughs> What's that? We can buy it now for 50 cents on the dollar? Ooh. G. Willikers. Boing. Yeah, that does sound like uh, a, mm-hmm. a business. Yeah. But, the, I mean, yeah. What if they were just to force mm-hmm. them in to, to force Eric to sell? Maybe. Would Eric stick around? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Deeper conspiracy theories now. Okay. Fishmen. So, if... <laughs> Not that deep. <laughs> From we're, Mars. We're not, we're not a fishman yet. Wait, let me get my silver hat. <laughs> we're gonna reach, my tinfoil hat. We're going to reach the fishman in a bit, but we're not quite there yet. No. Accountants. Specifically. Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson accountants. <laughs> yes. So, if we go back to the theory of the reason Hero dumped EBRs that couldn't get into the U.S. market, why couldn't they get into the U.S. market? Maybe the people making the laws are in the pockets Holy of Harley shit. Davidson. Harley Davidson is preventing Buell from working again. This is part of their ongoing get Buell. Get Eric. Project get Eric. Project get Buell. I can, I can, I buy it. I see it. They're mad at him for starting up. So they're keeping Hero from coming in because Hero's going to compete with the other Indian mode, um, (laughs) cruisers on the road, which are Harleys. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So you see it? I see it. It's coming together. I'm buying it. Yeah. What? You know what would be really, really, really funny? Is if Harley buys EBR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, the flip side, okay, roll that back even 
take the conspiracy theory deeper. Okay. Harley's been making pretty drastic changes to their engines recently. Yeah. Which have yielded, you know, some improvements. Yeah. What if they want to make a really drastic change? What if what if they what thought if they wanted you know, to start building sport bikes? I don't think sport bikes. <laughs> think think on this for a second. What if you had a mass centralized with you know the awesome Buell brakes, mm-hmm. Harley Davidson mm-hmm. with the Harley Davidson motor in it, and a lot of the advances you get from Buell. But would they need EBR for that? I mean, they already had Buell. They they still true. own all yeah, that technology, don't true. they? Yeah, I they still okay. own. They have all that. Stuff. Damn it! I had a great conspiracy theory. Mean, Okay, okay. The, the RX, mm-hmm. the RX to RS, mm-hmm. it's 1125CR five years down the road. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's an evolution. Mm-hmm. Would they really want it that bad? I, I mean, they could, they could just go back to the 1120CR. Maybe there's something we're missing here. Maybe. Fishmen. <laughs> maybe there's something in the 1190s. The 1190s contain a hard-to-find element that Harley needs uh, no. to improve their new project Rushmore. In order to do so, they had to acquire Eric Buell Racing, and the only way to do that was to ensure that Hero would sell them, and they would go into receivership for pennies on the dollar, thus allowing Harley to obtain the unobtainium and complete their newest round of Fat Guy Bikes. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. It's so obvious. <laughs> I, I I buy it. I've peeled back the veil, Chuck. I'm I'm good on this. We need to we need to call Art Bell. Mm-hmm. We can get get us on coast to coast mm-hmm. and uh, yep. do the conspiracy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, we need to put aliens. That's well, who runs Harley. Harley counts, obviously. <laughs> who do you think's been running Harley all this time? I don't want to say it's aliens, but aliens. <laughs> Come on, aliens. I mean, really. <laughs> How else do they get people to buy so many of these things? I'm not sure I want to buy a Harley. I won't leather. <laughs> um, this is uh, sounding much more Freedom. Possible. Freedom cubed. So we've got a war between the reptilians of Harley Davidson mm-hmm. and the heroes at Hero? Hero is obviously run by Greys. <laughs> I think, That's I think racist. we can all agree with that. <laughs> That's racist. The Greys are actually behind Hero. Oh. So who, who runs Polaris? Canadians. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so there's, there's Polaris. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, who else could be a player? Um, Can-Am. Could be Can-Am. Can-Am. Yeah, and Can-Am's boxed by Bombardier. What? Bombar- B- Bombardier. B- 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 R- Bombardier. Bombardier. Um, and Bombardier has all the money. Um, much and- like Polaris, they have all the money because what they originally produced is something that people are constantly buying more of. It's, you know, snow stuff. Yeah. Up in the north. The frozen north. And they had a relationship with EBR. Did they? Motors. They did with the, the motors. motors. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That. Now, there's an interesting one I hadn't thought of. But it's not really a stretch to think of them picking it up. Yeah. They're trying to do other stuff. You know, they're they're playing with the spider. They're making it all funky different. Yep. All this kind of thing. And they, they're big on the tech thing. Yep. That's their thing. Yep. Uh, that'd be an interesting notion. Have they, they scooped it up. But, you know, again, I go back. Whoever bought EBR... Mm-hmm. 
they have a lot of damage to repair. They got they got some serious damage control ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, I I could see somebody like them just buying it and being like, yeah, we're just actually taking the technology. We're, we're gonna just build gonna... any more duels? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're putting a new sticker on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Come buy our new Polaris XSX. It's the full SSX. SSX. R. I haven't figured out a way to work the Canadians into my uh, my my theories yet, but I, I know it's there. I mean, when uh, the first time around when this all happened, Harley shut down Buell. Mm-hmm. They weren't willing to sell it. Yeah. This time around, someone wants to sell them bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure some other company will pick them up. Um, well... I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel like Buell is like Indian. You know, someone will, it'll, it'll languish and then somebody will pick it up and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. This, oh shit. Oh God. What have I done? Oh God, no money. Oh, no, no, down here. Well, you know, and the difference right now between Indian and, and Buell is, you know, Indian was a name. Mm-hmm. Buell comes with a person. Yeah, yeah. And maybe as cool as everyone says he is, maybe he's part of the problem. I, I don't know, man. Maybe he's a great engineer who loves racing and you don't that's, want him working with you. That's I just what he's focused on is, is racing. Cause you know, we've tried to get him on the show so many times mm-hmm. and the people who talk to us about it who say like maybe he would come on all say the same thing. If you want Eric to talk to you, talk to him about racing. Hmm. Don't talk about the company. Don't ask about the bikes up front. Get him talking about racing. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe we'll have time now. <laughs> Hey, can you come on? Uh, yeah, let me just, uh, let me just pause this game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all caught up with Game of Thrones, okay. Yeah, let's do it. And, okay, here's about the big, big question. Most important question. Um, what does Eric call the third business? Mm, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Eric bikes E. E. Racing. Erasing. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. A Buell, um, a symbol. <laughs> just a, just a B? <laughs> B. Is that a B? No. It's b- b- beta. B. <laughs> B racing. Is that like the Bee King? No. <laughs> Shut up. What's the way? You know, we need to find out what Eric's middle name is. <laughs> there you go. Find something to work with. <laughs> Horace. <laughs> Horace Buell Racing. Horace Motorcycle <laughs> Company. <laughs> Our founder, E. Horace Buell. <laughs> and that turns out to be the one that takes off. <laughs> That's the one he has to get used to. Dude, is that a Horace? <laughs> Are you the Horace guy? Uh, it was my grandfather's name, okay? Just just let it die. Oh, God, I, I'm not I am not gonna give my son his grandfather's name. That would just be too embarrassing. Is his name Horace? No, his name's Charles. I hate you. Yep. <laughs> Shut up. Lovely. All right. Uh, is there anything Let, else we could say about Buell? I, 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 
Mine's running great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could hear you coming. It's the one that sounds like... That means it's running good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a Buell running good. When you hear explosions, that's bad. And, and you see fire. Explosions, Y-N, question mark? <laughs> N. Everything's cool. Why? <laughs> Not so cool. <laughs> it could be okay, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, mine's running great. The Euro's running great. Mm-hmm. Good to hear. Yeah, everything's good with mine. Strom's running good. It made a funny exploding noise today. My niche bikes. You know, I, I was so close to buying an NSX, too. Yeah, yeah. Imagine how pissed I would be right oh now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two days later, we're closing. <laughs> we would have been able to hear the scream echoing across the country, all the way from California, I, from sea to shining sea. I was supposed to be in San Diego, the like, Chuck three weeks ago to buy one of these bikes. Mm-hmm. You might have dodged a bullet there. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I think so. I mean, if they go in for a fire sale price, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. But... Well, they're already going now. I've seen them as low as nine grand. Really? Yeah. That's almost in the range where I might think about one when I hack the Strom. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining the conversation with my wife right now. It's not going well. <laughs> it's really, really not going well. Well, I've, I've mentioned to my girlfriend, like, well, they're going for fire sale prices now. I could pick one up for like nine grand. And she's like, but there's no company. I'm like, yeah, no warranty. Well, yeah, no parts. Where are you going to go when it breaks? Why are you talking to me like this? I a, thought you liked me. A machine shop? <laughs> I need something like this, but not broken. <laughs> Do you have the specs? No. Can you just leave your credit card on the counter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not going to be like the old UJMs where you can sort of like half-ass fit things on well, it. shit, it's not going to be like the old Buell. Whereas Harley was there as a parts supplier. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, where you can sort of half-ass Sportster parts on Yeah, you got a company that just literally evaporates. <laughs> Even if they're supposed to provide support for like three years or whatever legally. Well, maybe... Who's maybe, making their goddamn parts? Maybe maybe the, the parts warehouse that I'm sure they have. <laughs> um, I've heard about it, though. Uh-huh. There's been talk. Some of the dealers have tried calling for parts. Mm-hmm. They're on back order. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the dealer who just sunk thirty grand and they'll sunk another, sink another ten in and have the parts, and he'd be like, "You want an EBR? Come get it. I'll sell it to you cheap. I have the freaking parts." I, I can see him I saying everything the in parts. I can see him saying every part of that conversation except the cheap word. <laughs> well, I'm going to hold you over a barrel. You want an EBR? How bad? Take out all of my anger on you. <laughs> it's like the guy who found the crate of old Enfields. Because <laughs> when you got a person whose username on a board incorporates the word Buell, mm. and he's this angry, mm. there's a lot of anger in him. Mm. <laughs> he's got some anger to work out. He's got some anger to work out. He's not going to be pleasant to you about it. <laughs> he might not hold it. You know, It, it won't be personal. Sure. But, yeah, you're going to get it. You'll be standing in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but dealers are talking about parts were on back order even before this came out. Really? Yeah. yeah. So so they're just not there, probably. Yeah. So the parts maker, manufacturer, they're probably one of the creditors. <laughs> they, they might <laughs> You need not. to pay us now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how anxious they'll be to crank out more parts. Can you make more parts for this? No. No, we sure as <laughs> hell cannot. <laughs> 
Do you have parts? No. It will cost you $1,000 for us to turn this machine on. <laughs> you will get 200 parts, which you will pay for individually when we do. <laughs> it's going to cost $10,000 just to pick up the extension cord and walk over to this outlet. <laughs> yeah. I, it just, it's just the way this went down, as sudden as this went down, I just can't see it coming out of a tunnel. No, no, it's it's not gonna. <laughs> it went in one side, and fire is coming out the other. I I fully expect no one to bid on this company for auction, and it's just gonna be parted out. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll buy the parts for sure, but they aren't gonna buy the company. Yeah, not and, gonna happen. And I just Eric goes on to a third shop, a third company. I I don't. There's a there's a healthy dose of skepticism now. Yeah. There's just uh, even if his first bike is the AX, he's like, here I, I was just. It won't be for the record. <laughs> it won't be, but even if it was, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know, man. Hmm. I don't know. I no. think a company that like Yamaha, you know, funny. They they've been around a little while. They've got they got some support. Mm-hmm. There's parts. <laughs> <laughs> parts exist. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. This this could be the end of, of my, my faith. This Ulysses is the last? I think the Ulysses will be the last, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Harsh. Well, because figure, by the time I get rid of this Ulysses, they will have been out of production. It's, yeah, it's going to be a decade from now. And, yeah. Because you know, the engine in the Ulysses, as long as nothing serious happens, will just go and go and go. Because yeah. like the Harley, did you put oil in it? Yeah. Tires? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even now, the thing's five years out of production. Yeah. So, just dun, 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 dun. what am I going to, re- oh, you know, am I going to really want to search for a 2010 Ulysses? And <laughs> no, I think you take the parts that. off you like, and you'll walk away in slow motion. Yeah, yeah. And it explodes behind you. And uh, I just, I, I mean, I would still love to get Eric on the show. Oh yeah, and, for uh, sure. There's a ton of stuff we could talk to him Conversation about. Conversation is going to be very, very interesting. I don't know if he'd want to even talk about the EBR I, stuff. I think, I think, I think. Honestly, we'd have to get him drunk. He's going to run for his life yeah. <laughs> from shows like us. Yeah. I mean, if I was him, I would be. We'd have to, like, drug him. I'd be hiding. Yeah. In the bushes. I mean, just how does the guy himself come back from this? You know, it's. This is. I mean, when HD did it to him, you could say HD did it to him. Yeah. yeah. But with this. This is just weird. This man. is hard, man. I, I don't know. But I mean, who knows how it'll play out? Yeah. You know, I could, if it plays out with somebody like Polaris buying it up and saying, we're going to do it, he's going to be in charge of the racing and cool tech. He's not touching the business. That might be a different proposition. Could be. You know, it's, it's, I got, I got, I, I do nothing but boss engineers around all day. And I got to tell you, I, I don't let those fuckers anywhere near my value statements or my profit and loss or any of those things. I make them make the cool stuff and they do a bomber job at it. Don't ask them to do the things they're not comfortable with. It's just not going to work well. Yeah. Well, if someone like Polaris or Canon buys them and just and does runs them as a business, I'm still not going to touch it for a couple of years. Me neither. <laughs> Stay away. Now, what I might buy is this one that listener RC sent us. This, Chuck, is a motorcycle you can count on. It's a Honda motorcycle for $200. Looks, period. Rough, but motor is not frozen. OBO 200, call or text. Is that a giant hole in the motor? Uh, 
It's a Honda motorcycle. Motor's not frozen. Look at it. It's a Honda. This appears to be one of their little, like, uh, pit bike, farm bike things, uh-huh. um, where the uh, front hub has rusted off of the off the forks. The... You say that as though that's the only thing that's rusted off of this Oh, bike. well, you know, there's the rear suspension that's rusted off in the seat Man, and the side of the engine. The and handlebars. inexplicably, the lower half of the one cylinder, which really confuses the hell out of me. And you're going to tell me um, there's not a hole in that gas tank? No, no, no. <laughs> the rust is plugging the hole. <laughs> <laughs> that bike is... This, this, this Honda motorcycle is made of 100% pure iron oxide. And iron is metal, Chuck. It's strong. <laughs> Uh, wow you too could have a ferrous oxide bike uh $200 he wants uh he is uh his rear tire looks okay you know he is smoking some pretty good drugs yeah whatever he has got on board he uh, where's he in San Antonio my B.O. is uh, I will take it to the scrapyard for you (laughs) I have a truck hope you better hope I don't cut myself on this bike because you're paying for my tetanus shots. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, wow. Yep. It's, um, so, but it's a Honda. And, you know, Honda's got, got parts. You, you can meet get parts. The, you meet the nicest people on the Honda. <laughs> and, and you can get parts for it. You could, you? you could shine that up and pass it off as a Grom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is the proto-Grom. The uh, proto-Zoa. <laughs> All right. Okay. One of the listeners sent something that they suggested for you. They lovingly titled it "Piece of Shit Mobile." Six hundred dollars in Arlington. What the? F- is that a propane tank? Shh. Drink it all in, chap. Wait a minute. I, ladies and gentlemen, I present the most metal scooter you will ever find. It is half of a rat rod made in China. This was actually going to be in Terminator Two, but they thought it would be too intense. You, sir. No. <laughs> oh, it has a Freon tank for holding gas. Yeah. Okay. Three that's gallons. propane. All right. Yeah. A sick rate custom bobber seat and the footrests are, wait for it, little girl bike handlebars. Because of course they are. Because why not? <laughs> it appears to have the front end that was on something else. Every part of this bike was on something else. You know, you know, the funniest part about it is the actual finished thing, despite having no bodywork of any kind and looking a bit frightening, uh-huh. probably is rideable. That's the part that frightens me the most. I, I have a clean title to it. How? To what? <laughs> For the motor? The motor, the frame the forks the this is another one of those you know which which part where's the bin <laughs> and which, where would you where which would you part de- still had a bin showing yes which which part would you Wait, describe as being a vin look at that motor it's a scooter motor oh yeah it's a it's a it's a uh, motor on the swing arm which most scooters have and you know the it actually appears to be a cvt also flip around to the left side of the bike yeah, that's a CVT. Um, yeah, so what you've got is it looks like a some sort of Chinese scooter motor mounted to what something else. What the fuck is the red thing? Uh, the red thing looks like a piece of metal that's just sort of <laughs> generically back there. Uh, that's not telling know. me anything. There's a thing in the back that's red. And you can mount... Um, What's that red thing? It's a, uh, it's a red thing. <laughs> it's a red it, thing. It may have a light. On the back of the bike. It may have a taillight. It may or may not light up. <laughs> you know, I, I, it looks like the corner of a car, to be honest. 
which doesn't make any sense because it's mounted on the back. I, I'm so the, there's like one big brake light uh-huh. yeah. off to the, the off right. to the side. Yeah, and is that like a is that what the fuck is that? I, I, I don't know what the red thing is, Chuck. Is it coming from a? I think the red oh, thing. Maybe it's like the the top. Maybe it's the top part. The police car. The the light. It, that's the light bubble from one side of a oh, police car. It's got like a little light behind it. Could yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know, man. Don't ask about the red thing. The red thing can't be. I want to know what the red thing is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's the scooter control panel that mm-hmm. still looks yes, fairly that, intact. That appears to be still intact, although bolted to a front end from another thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, it has a side case because mm-hmm. reasons. <laughs> I bet you have 600 dull green pieces of paper that you trade for this piece of metal that rolls and explodes. I mean, who wouldn't want it? <laughs> At least he's honest. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's saying, this thing actually goes. <laughs> All evidence to the contrary side. <laughs> this is so, no. You know. This is no. This is this is so so much of no. Mm-hmm. A Freon tank to hold your gas. You know, in terms of strength of tank, a tank which is designed to hold pressurized stuff like that is probably very strong. Yeah. It also probably weighs very you know, heavy, half yeah. of the entire weight of this thing. Uh-huh. And that custom bobber seat. Yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, he's saved a lot of weight by not having, you know... Anything else? Other things. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to stick with the Yuli. You're going to pass this up? I'm going to pass. Okay. You yeah. can get parts for it. From you know, pretty much anywhere. <laughs> Root around in a garbage can. <laughs> Whatever's lying around. No one will know the difference, Chuck. Easy to get parts for. Dead I'll just, easy. I'll just you know, pull out some of the parts from a Gundam model and be like, here we go. Yeah, that, that seems that to works. work. Yeah. Why does your scooter have an arm? <laughs> well, we, we did see that it's the scooter with the dead baby head. So yeah, so you know, why not? This is, why is this any less ridiculous? Well, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. We've got to find something a little better. Yeah, we gotta find something and no. No, 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 no! It's a 2002 uh, Suzuki uh, V-Strom. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's wrong. What, what's going what on? What in the heck? They, they, why? It's a, it's a, a V-Strom 1000. No, it uh, isn't. Second owner, maintained and modified with, you know, some stuff. Slimline throaty pipes and fairings removed to reduce weight by approximately 60 pounds. Did you, what? Do your fairings weigh that much? No. <laughs> well, he, he appears from, to have what removed, the fuck. He appears to have removed the entire front fairing and the struts that hold it up. Um, Lord knows what he has for an instrument panel on this thing. For the record, by the way, in fact, I don't think he does. Um, what? <laughs> I like the front. Yeah, and he's put like two little like cool guy bobber lights there instead. It's like Wally the robot. Yeah, I, 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 oh my god. It, it is Wally. Look at those lights. You know what this thing screams to me? So I look at it. It's like easy adjust preload and quick release windshield. Um, <laughs> that's what it screams to you? No, no, it screams to me. I wanted an SV <laughs> or a TL, but I couldn't. Yeah, uh-huh. he's, he's chopped off the tail. So he's removed almost all of the subframe. Is that like diamond plate under with, the seat? Yeah, he's replaced the, uh, the side cowling with diamond plate, which by the way is a piece of plastic and does not weigh anything. Um, and he, wow. And that, and he's put case, a big ugly case a, on the back. Is that from a wing? I don't know. I don't is know what it's from, but it's got, it's got weird tribal paint on it. <laughs> it is 
terrible. Yeah, you can hit that with some rattle can black. I'm sure this is cool. Is an awful thing. Two thousand two. Forty five hundred. Now, would $4,500 be a fair price for a two thousand two? Steep for two thousand two. In good condition. It's a little steep for a two thousand two in good condition. Okay, so this this condition. Yeah, no. <laughs> now I I could buy it if he said you know I bend it, <laughs> and uh, oh you know the fairing yeah not so much anymore, you know that I could buy. Well, maybe that's what the first owner did. Could be, could be, yeah. And this I, is this I, is as far as the second owner could take it. Oh my lord, this is just. Hey, it's it's had an oil change. Thank God for that. <laughs> this is a uh, wow. This is an ill-advised. I thing. like that front end. It's oh, cute. God, it's cute. Oh. It's adorable. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I can't imagine that putting out enough light for nighttime. Oh, there's no way in hell. No, those are those are there to say you have headlights. That's all they're there for. When he actually rides at night, he's holding a flashlight. <laughs> These lights are roughly the size of a flashlight each. Um, yeah, That's... yeah. I can't. I can't look. It's not. I. I uh why? Why? Which which bike would you take? Why you do this? This uh, or that? The this, piece of shipmobile or the Strom? Yeah, you take the Strom, wouldn't you? <sighs> I'd probably still take the Strom because yeah. there's at least an okay engine under all that. Yeah. Um, I would pay that for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be looking to spend more piece of shipmobile costs on it. Well, how about two grand? No. No, less no. than a grand, huh? Uh, I might talk about a grand. Mm. Good engine and frame. 2002. Yeah. And he doesn't mention, by the way, what the state of the clutch is. And on a 2002 Strom, the answer is probably shit. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Run. Run for your life. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we had a friend from a show go and look at uh, good bikes. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, let, let's talk to him about his experience. All right, we're on with our friend, friendish person, Matt, from back east, who recently took one of the Harley-Davidson Riders Edge courses. How's it going, Matt? Hey, guys. It's going really good. So how long has it been since the class? Uh, two weeks. And how much leather are you wearing? Um, you mean, like, in addition to what I would normally wear, or... I don't. Oh, I see. It's like that. It's a self-selection <laughs> process. I, yeah, I like I, leather, and I want a motorcycle. I need to take the Harley class. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, I had the leather. And, you know, I don't know whether or not what parts I wear leather on would come in contact with, say, asphalt if I crashed. But Dude. I figured, why not? I, I don't. I don't want to know. No, I, I, <laughs> we're not going to follow that. So, line the first question is: What prompted you to take a Rider's Edge class, as opposed to say your vanilla MSF class? Well, South Carolina's different. Or just jumping on a Gixxer, grabbing that thing, and twisting it. Pardon? Like real men do. Well, yeah. I just want. I wanted something to vibrate between my legs, and, you know. Pussy. Anyway, wow. um, South Carolina is a little unusual in that. Um, the only MSF courses that apparently are offered are associated with the uh, Harley-Davidson Riding Academy, which it's now called, apparently. It's not the Writer's Edge course anymore. Academy? Yes. Because, well, I guess they figured taking things to the edge wasn't quite um, conducive to, you know, new learners. To the edge of the wall. It, to the edge of the, the, the parking of the lot. To the edge of the bumpers that are close to your course. To uh, the edge of the hill. <laughs> There's a song in there somewhere. 
Um, no, but uh, essentially, if you want to forego the, the DMV test, um, you would have to take it from a licensed um, third party, sure. which in South Carolina is are exactly three people. The Harley-Davidson dealership in North Char- Charleston, the Harley-Davidson dealership in Columbia, and the Harley-Davidson dealership in Rock Hill. Really? There's only three locations to take the bus? I believe there's other MSF courses, but these are the ones that are actually authorized by South Carolina DMV to give you the test. Because you don't oh, you so don't actually get the waiver. Actually, they actually yeah. test you outside of the, uh, yeah. the DMV. Uh, wow. Since I didn't have a bike, and they would provide me one even if I got pulled for the DMV spot check test, um, I figured this was the best way to go. Okay, so what was your experience in signing up? It was pretty painless. Um, essentially, I went into the dealership and said, I want to take your class. And he said, well, here, call these people at the uh, at the community college. And when I said, well, this is the last day of your discount offer, he goes, well, then I'll sign you up right now. <laughs> so, uh, wait, what? Yeah. They, at the end of, end of February, they were offering, uh, was it 10% off? For the class, which it is considerably more than it would have been if I had gone to North Carolina and taken the test or taken the class, excuse me. Um, so he just filled out some paperwork, took me up to the register. I paid a sum of money and uh, said, We'll see you on the 11th. They didn't give you any complimentary patch of leather to, to get used to it? No, not even a poker chip or anything. Check for an allergy. <laughs> you just rub this on your skin for a little and see if it turns red. Did they run your credit? Um, no, because then I probably wouldn't have been able to attend. <laughs> Obviously, that would not have worked very well. You you aren't going to buy a Harley, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, at least two people in my class have purchased motorcycles from that same gentleman since the class. So it's it's obviously a, a money making venture. How many people in the class? You think? Uh, there were not. Well, there were eight of us actually. I think there were supposed to be nine, but one of them had to reschedule. Oh, okay, so two out of eight. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. Far, that's not bad. Yeah, well, one of them had actually already purchased a, an, uh, a V-Rod, oh, well, the the most powerful motorcycle Harley Davidson makes, and he was just taking his first motorcycle course after he bought it. Well, that that, that that's you that's, know that's better than the alternative, right? Not taking it, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> so the the question I'm sure a lot of people who haven't taken a Harley version of the course is how much Harleyness was there about it. It uh, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, there was initially the when you first. I mean, well, everything in the classroom was orange and black. Um, mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we figured Harley branded insert here, but uh. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it, it. You know, there was the initial American Freedom video, um, but after that, it, it was. I mean, the book we got was the MSF book. Mm-hmm. That's a standard standard thing. Uh, our our coaches were MSF rider coaches that just happened to be, you know, Harley owners. Um, and there was, of course, we rode the, we rode the street, the hoglet. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. uh, of course the last night we got back there for another American freedom video and, uh, and pizza. Oh. Um, we they gave have, you guys pizza? Yeah. That's my rent, man. Yeah. You guys don't get pizza. We get water and you get water. We had water too. It was water. water. Sometimes a granola bar. It didn't didn't even come out of a hose. I was impressed. I, I don't think I got water at my class. And directions to a place you can buy the nice things you want. <laughs> right. Wow. Pizza. Otherwise, okay. uh, we did get the the tour of the dealership on Saturday morning. Which oh, was okay. that first thing? Uh, no. Well, Friday night was was three hours of class. Oh, okay. And then Saturday morning we met back at the dealership for about two hours of class. And then we did the half hour tour of the the. Uh, 
the dealership, and then we went to the to the range. Now, what did they cover in a half hour tour of the dealership? <laughs> uh, well, they went through the clothes, and to be to be fair, to give her to give. <laughs> Right. Wait, wait. They went the, I'm they sorry, went. I didn't say that properly. They're motor clothes. They went through the what? They went through the the presentation on the Harley Davidson motor clothes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, the the woman giving the presentation did talk about safety and and covered the advantages of a full helmet over a half helmet and that type of thing. I was actually kind of kind of impressed with that. Um, that's that's actually I I wish to hell I had something like. That. I mean, I have to use my <laughs> own stuff, which I sure as hell don't want students to put on it. Mm-hmm. Boy, they really don't want to put on. But having a whole store of clothes there to talk about gear, that would be huge. So did they only talk about the protective gear they had there? She sort of waved and talked about the other things you could buy. Uh, But she also, like I said, everything she covered, she sort of... Did she mention the Harley-Davidson Barbie doll? She did not. Because I was unaware there was a Harley-Davidson Barbie doll. Disappointing. You, sir, got robbed. I did. That's not fair. Then they took us to the parts section where um, we were presented with um, safety. Chrome. The, the, yeah, it was Chrome. He mentioned in passing Chrome, but he did seem to uh, he uh, he gave a little bit of a presentation on crash bars. I'm sorry, engine guards. They're not <laughs> called crash bars. Um, engine guards. Yes, they're the the way that they actually presented it as them saving your legs as opposed to the motor should you lay the bike. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's a stretch. Stick out so far, your, your yeah, bike won't yeah, go much. down. Yeah, 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 it creates a little pocket for your legs to be in. Should bike down. Yeah, yeah. well, because you know it's quite actually common that during a crash, uh, people are close to their bikes at the end of the crash. That happens all the time. <laughs> Todd, these are Harleys. They're not going fast. Right. Yeah, they, they are so big and heavy. They have their own gravity. They just tip over, mm. and you are pulled down into the seat. When Usually the bike. at stoplights. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's cool though. I, I guess I guess in my head I was imagining it was a big sales pitch, but it sounds like they actually covered what you need to know. Yeah, I was expecting more was, of a sales pitch. I was impressed. Um, to be honest, at the end there was a little bit of the we're going to cover the Harley Davidson line, where the the guy took us out and explained the difference between a Dyna and a soft tail, and and showed us all the bells and whistles on his favorite street glide. But uh, well, so what sure, is but, the difference between a Dyna and a soft tail? Well, a Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> A Dyna has rear springs, whereas the Softail has the springs hidden underneath the motor. You can tell basically where the battery box is on the Dyna versus where the oil can tank is on the Softail. Mm. See, I studied. You were paying attention. I was. Was it on the test they gave you? No. Of course not. In, In fairness, let's be honest. You've just gotten done with the motorcycle class. Hey, you want to go check out some bikes? What's the class going to say? Mm, yeah. Please no! Don't take it. Yes, right. Can we exactly. sit on them and make noises? Sit on this one. Yes, that's what we have to do. Everyone and uh, the credit he, application. He took pictures of us, you know, walking around and being a group and whatnot. But I haven't seen wait, them wait, appear wait, anywhere. So wait, wait. Did they take pictures of you? Like, did they pose you on a bike and take a picture of you? No, I was expecting that. They didn't. No. Uh, no. He didn't officially put us on the bike at that time. He just presented the bikes. Of course, he himself sat on his favorite street line. All my expectations are shot. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, they're actually trying to teach like a real class here. I was surprised. And using all of the handy little visual aids they have at hand. And they give you pizza. And pizza. pizza. I went to the wrong class. <laughs> Jeez, I, I think I teach at the wrong class. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, pizza class. the guys that taught were from out of town. One of them actually stayed the night because he was several hours away. I didn't. I, I think they rotate every other week. They do different. Or every, well, the class is every other week, and then every other class, I think they rotate to instructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one, like I said, one guy was from about three hours away, and the other guy was from about an hour and a half away. 
Mm. Uh, I know that one guy, I didn't hear the conversation, but apparently there was some discussion over the fact that while his jacket was orange and black, it did not actually say Harley Davidson on it. And that was a problem? This is a problem? Supposedly. That the, they're not representing the brand. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all, all I did was when I walked up, I heard him say something. Well, I've got a fucking sticker. I'll just put that on there. <laughs> so, I'm paraphrasing, but there you go. And they pulled out a wheel nerd sticker. <laughs> I knew I should take some other stickers. Well, how far are you from this dealer? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I've already driven past the uh, the course since then, so I just got to get in there and put some stickers on some uh, Street 500s. So, what do you think of the the little bike? Uh, it it's a little cramped for somebody like me. I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm upwards of 300 pounds. I'm six two with a 34 inch uh, end seam, so it was a little cramped. That was my but, impression of it when I saw it in the store, too. Is, boy, that thing is teeny. It was a little difficult getting my feet up on the pegs without flipping the pegs up. But once I was in, you know, once I was I was actually seated with my feet on the pegs, it wasn't bad. And it was actually pretty fun to ride around on, you know, not having much to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing, I was, uh, towards the end of the first day, there was a lot of ticking going on. And I, I swung by one of the coaches. I'm like, hey, this thing's making a terrible ticking noise, but I have no indicator lights, no problems. He goes, well, we'll just ride it till it blows up. So, <laughs> don't go under fifty-five miles don't, an hour. Don't buy any of the tests of the student bikes. Apparently, so <laughs> that's that's good advice in general. Well, in general, yes. Smoking deal. <laughs> well, that was that was the actual one of the other reasons for me taking this class was a friend of mine took uh, the MSF course at the community college in Charlotte, um, and the first bike he got on the shift lever fell off, and on the second one it wouldn't idle. He had to constantly fiddle with the throttle throughout the entire day on the course. So. I'll give them the, the shift lever thing happens because students stomp on it. Do you uh, know how many? Do you know how many eliminator shift levers I have bolted back on at the beginning of a day? No, it's fucking mm-hmm. ridiculous. What? what happens? Students students shift wrong and they get mad and they start stomping on the shift lever, which is a little piece of metal. They start stomping as hard as they can on it with their foot because they can't get it to do what they want. Ugh. And you're like, stop, stop doing that, stop, stop, crunch, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> But your bike was super simple. Uh It was it was a, a, a decent bike. Honestly, I was expecting it to give me some grief after the tapping started, but it, it ran like a top. Um, the only issue I just I had with it was that uh, it really didn't like neutral, um, and maybe it's just you know I didn't have the delicate touch. But uh, <laughs> the, the the answer was turn the bike off, put it neutral, start it back up again. Mm-hmm. You can also hold the engine at high revs and rock it back and forth a little bit. Oh, and that'll usually do it. Yeah, that's actually it, weirdly with small transmissions. That's a really common problem. Um, so what you've got is a loose nut between the handlebars and the seat, um, which can sometimes make it hard to shift. <laughs> that, that's probably not far from the truth. <laughs> I have I have an array of tricks to help students get Nighthawks and Rebels into neutral. <laughs> So yeah, there were there were several of us throughout the day that every time they needed to be in neutral, they were just killing the motor, put it in neutral, and starting it back up again. Did they take you through the repair shop? The gra- uh, they took us to the shop? to the desk, and okay. it was change your oil, get new tires, do it here, more or less, and that was it. Wow. Well, in fairness, the nice thing about a push rod engine that's air cooled is that's basically what it needs. Right, belt driven, so there's no even chain. Yeah, space. and belt driven. Yeah. yeah, gas, oil, tires, uh, ride. Add chrome. That's it. And a clutch, if you, you kind of screw that up sometimes. <laughs> no new rider has ever screwed up a clutch, Chuck. Yeah. New rider. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, well, what's so. your overall impression of the class? I mean, did you did you have fun the whole time? Were there were there low points? Were there high points? What'd you like? What didn't you like? Uh, I I honestly had a blast. I'd love to do it again. Um, the only things I, I guess I didn't like, and it was sort of. I mean, it just is what it was with the with the other members of the class. Is that we noticed the first day we were bunging up, so we were having to uh, you know slow down, drop out of second gear, even though you're supposed to stay in second gear throughout the entire course, you know that type of thing. But there were just um, there were folks that never been on bikes before, and they were they were taking the part about not going too fast very seriously. <laughs> so on the second day, we sort of suggested, hey, why don't we divide up into two different groups? And they said, well, usually we do that with larger groups. I'm like, well, let's do it with this one. <laughs> and uh, at that point, we were doing it in groups of four, and it was it was much better. And we were maintaining speeds that we were apparently supposed to maintain, and it was a lot of fun. Wow! How long was the whole thing then for you guys? Well, we uh, let's see. We had uh, three hours Friday. It was fun. Was it? It was actually five thirty to eight thirty Friday night. So, uh, Saturday was eight to. I think we actually knocked off around three. If I remember right, no, it's maybe four. Um, Sunday we knocked off a little early. Went back to the uh, dealership and actually did our test on Sunday afternoon instead of testing on uh, on Monday night. So all we had to do on Monday was come in and receive our certificates and eat pizza and take pictures. So, so it ends up being a little longer than a standard MSF, which I guess I would expect. Yes. What, what kind of pictures did they take Monday? Oh, it was just our own personal group photos and stuff we wanted oh. to get. Okay. And the picture of the guy leaving on the uh, on the V-Rod. There he goes on his V-Rod. Is he going to make were... the turn? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was some concern because he was, um, was, <laughs> was kind of beating on the street a little bit. And uh, he was really? arguing about actually what constituted a stop versus a rolling through a stop sign with the uh, coach who's a retired police officer. <laughs> He was not a good student. There were there yeah, there was some stuff going on there. We were concerned for him, for his safety, but uh mm. he made it home and what I can Screw tell you, Copper That counts as a stop. No, it pretty much doesn't. It's like, no, no, I'm 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 I was a retired motorcycle cop. I can tell you what a stop and a stop isn't. <laughs> furthermore, welcome to my range. It is my job on this range to tell you how it is. Pig <laughs> yeah, that was Freedom a- man. There was a video. That's right. This is a Harley. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm a rebel like all the other kids on the same Harley. <laughs> there was a video about freedom twice. Twice. They were two different freedoms. Don't get them confused. There's freedom, freedom, and there's only kind of freedom. There's still an only kind of freedom. So You, you, you know. have to actually have to buy the Harley to get the freedom, freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get the he didn't get the, the V-Rod, which is, has the additional freedom. Yeah, so he's even freedom, more freedom, freedom, freedom. freedom. He was freedom, 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 freedom. Free. Mm. Way free. <laughs> is anyone else hearing Aretha Franklin in their head right now? <laughs> was he wearing a helmet? Oddly, I'm hearing it in your head. He was wearing the, the, the beanie helmet, yeah. The beanie helmet. He didn't, yeah, not even a three-quarter. So. The helmet-like construct. Was it, uh, was it a Harley-Davidson branded helmet? It was. Everything he had was Harley-Davidson because he came in and bought the bike. And I, I don't know how much they threw in and how much he bought. They, but he they, was, they saw him coming. They outfitted him up. I'm, bet, I'm betting they just paid for his class. Yeah, I bet I'm going to throw that out. I bet the class was free for him. He bought all the things and they're like, you should take a class. Come on in. There's free pizza. There's pizza. <laughs> Is it a Harley pizza? Wait a minute. What color was the pizza? Red, white, and blue. Uh, 
Shut up. <laughs> uh, well, it's Domino's. It's the supposed to be orange and, and black. black. <laughs> if it's not orange and black, it's garbage. Freedom, Chuck. Freedom. Freedom pizza. <laughs> I could have done Little Caesars. There's the orange. I didn't think about that. I'm going to have to fill out a suggestion card. Now, now, that, now that you're through it, do, do you feel at all an inclination for a Harley? I always kind of have. I mean, I, I don't – not right, as my first here. bike. Not as my first bike because, uh, frankly, I can get, you know, what, two fully loaded versus LTs for one, you know, not Sportster Harley. Mm-hmm. So that's currently the bike of my of my ogling. The versus? The versus LT, 650, yeah. The LT. Oh, is that what they call it now? The that's the one with the bags and everything. It's the one with the bags and all the fancy Oh, the crap. touring one? Okay. Yeah. You'll like the Versus. That's a cool bike. I like. I, I really liked mine. Mm-hmm. And yet you got rid of it so quickly. I'm because I had a chance for another Buell. <laughs> and he is a glutton for punishment. Shut well, up. Well, Chuck was up. He was upgrading to a Harley motor, just like you're going to. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've had my fun on my fast, extremely maneuverable bike. Now I'm going to get a Harley. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for thanks so much for being on with us, man. Yeah, sure. thanks for staying up. I'm <laughs> glad I could help. Dude, uh, I'm so jealous of the dealership. So insanely <laughs> jealous of the dealership now. Well, I, I did all of these things, you know, you want the kids to retain the information? Have them go touch it on the bike. Yeah. Instantly, you get out on the range, they know where it is. Because they've, they've seen it. There it is, right here. Oh, I know how this is. goes. You just want free pizza. And pizza, too. I mean, wow. Pizza, man. It wasn't what I was expecting to hear about from a, from a Harley Davidson. Well, you hear that they do a lot of Harley-specific stuff, and you're like, okay, well, whatever. Well, so marketing it's a lot of marketing stuff, shit. Yeah. But it sounds like what they really do is they use the fact that they're in a Harley dealership as their visual aids yeah. and trot you around a little bit. Yeah. Which, is, Which, frankly, whatever. sounds good. Yeah, Actually, whatever. It sounds better. Yeah. It's, I, I, so it's, that sounded pretty good from the way he was describing it. Mm-hmm. Not at all what I was expecting. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I, I don't, I don't, I haven't ridden the Street 500, so I don't know anything about them as riders. I'm sure they're heavier than some of the ones I use, but probably not by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we should go down to Harley. Yeah. Time to ride some Harleys again. I want to ride your five-year streets. You're going to buy? Yes. (laughs) Are there burgers? Is there a bed? (laughs) I'm pretty sure if we roll up on our shit pile touring bikes, they'll be like, these guys smell like money. I'm going to roll up on a Buell. (laughs) They're going to be like, he's gullible and... <laughs> they'll even they'll be even less likely to talk to me than the normal dealers. <laughs> We're all up in the buell, and some guy's running around closing all the shades and, and locking the doors. And... Tumbleweed just goes rolling by. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of the city. Where did that come from? <laughs> it's a city in the desert, right? That happened in my neighborhood last week. Yeah, the big tumbleweeds. <laughs> rolling down the street. My girlfriend's like, what the fuck? Well, it, <laughs> like, hey, it came down ninth and Tumble- it rolled up our street. <laughs> tumbleweeds. You know, took a left at the light. <laughs> <laughs> go, put, go put on that frontier dress I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the frontier dress, the one that looks like it's made from curtains. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. I like it. So we got an interesting... Um, piece of uh, 
stuff stuff from uh, Jalopnik, one of our our listeners sent us. Um, so okay. apparently, um, you know, it, along with the smart helmets, there's also the urge to do more with the computers on a motorcycle. Okay. Um, so there's voice activation, your favorite feature of anything ever. <sighs> well, more to the point, though, they uh, the uh, this Intel engineer apparently fiddled with the software engineer to get information out of the bike. Okay. What kind of information? Uh, information like, you know, brake checks, all the, all of its pre-checks that it does. Okay. Uh, tire pressure and all that kind of stuff and feed it back through your helmet in terms of talking. Okay. They further go on to talk about how cool your system is because you can talk to it and it will navigate. And all I can say is, hi, welcome to Bluetooth four years ago. <laughs> um, so nice work on that. That said, the information out of the bike, um, it's kind of cool. Okay. So it's hooking up to the BMW CAN bus. Exactly. So it's yeah. hooking up to the computers in the bike. You know, it would theoretically work with anything with a fuel injection system, interprets the information and then feeds it to you in a useful manner. Well, um, I thought the CAN bus stuff is proprietary. It is. So they'd have to like. Yeah. They actually got help from BMW to yeah. do it. So to make this work on other bikes, they'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to in turn work. know their yeah. stuff, but you know, I mean, it's it, it's a neat idea because mm-hmm. um, hmm. there's there's so much information in the bike's computer that is relevant, um, you know, and you you stick paper clips and things to get your codes out and things like that. But these yep. computerized bikes do all these self tests and stuff. Like, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a neat idea. It's just getting a little more data into that stream and feeding you the right data, mm-hmm. I think, is what's interesting about it. Now, the flip side of that is they immediately go to feeding you all the wrong data. Um, you know, oh, well, if only I could watch my GPS and stare at the fucking map instead of the road. Boy, that would sure be useful. Um, I don't think he said it like that. That's what he meant. He named it Jarvis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fun, just because it's fun. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, issue a voice command. To, you know, they talk about issuing a voice command for your GoPro. I'm like, uh-huh. So GoPro's feature in their new GoPro? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Say a command, Chuck. Fuck you. Say a command. Fuck you. Say a command. Turned it off. Say a command. Turned it off. I'm. This will be an interesting weekend because I'm going to hook my old... Cena up to my daughter's new helmet because mm-hmm. it's a full face. Oh, cool! Yeah, and hook them up together and uh, talk so, to her on it. Yeah, I'll finally be able to hear what she wants to say while we're riding around the mural. Mm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think you'll know soon enough. <laughs> she's always so intent when she's riding in the sidecar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could mean she's singing. <laughs> you know, that could be all that's going on. Yeah, it could be just singing. Or I don't know. I'm gonna find out though. I'll be interested to hear what you learn because yeah. I got to tell you, my daughter, she, she's starting to show an interest in my bike. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her little push bike out and she pushes it halfway down the driveway. She looks at me with this expectant look on her face. I'm like, what? She goes, looks back at the garage. I go, what? I don't, I don't have a, she points at my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, dad, let's well, ride. Let's do this thing. <laughs> let's ride, dad. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Cut See, the crap. You gotta push the strom down the driveway. <laughs> oh god. That'd be tiring really fast. <laughs> well, you know, I got her a new helmet. Mm-hmm. It's a full face helmet. Mm-hmm. She's actually got a She's big enough head. Grown now. big enough now you can get her in a proper full face, yeah, not the uh, dirt like thing. Yeah, built head. And she was insistent on the full face helmet. She did not want a, a dirt bike helmet. I don't blame her. So, you know, she fit the, the built one well enough. 
And I picked up a built modular helmet too. No, oh, cool. So yeah, trying yeah. that one out. It's it's uh, bright yellow. Well, if your daughter fits into a, a built helmet now, that means mine will in about a month at her current rate of growth. Um, her head's pretty big for her body. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> she's got a pretty big head. Uh, that was something they always said when they were doing the measure, you know, the chart measurements. Yeah. It's like her body's one percent, but her head's like ninety eight percent. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, so she's an alien. <laughs> yes, sir. Clearly. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so that okay, that's kind of neat. And someone else sent us a thing about Arch Motorcycle Company. Yeah, and this is that Keanu Reeves wanted to bike Reeves. people, and they yeah. they look at the bike. I look at the bikes, and I'm like, okay, so it looks like a fairly cool cruisery, customy sort of thing. It's eight thousand dollars. <laughs> is <laughs> how much? Eighty thousand, I think, is how much they're going for. You should give me eight thousand. Uh, Eight thousand—that would be a pretty cool bike. I could do that. I'm, that, would be, I'm, that would, I would buy that. You know that 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 sounds about right. I'm kind of reaching here, um, but I, I I think it's seventy to eighty thousand dollars for this bike. It is seventy-eight thousand dollars. Oh my God! We do. You, I mean, would it? Oh boy! And they they have lots of they have a big presentation for you. They have a with lot lots of, of words. To say about it. Streamlined. Uh, it is a pretty bike. It's a pretty bike, and it's kind of interesting that they did the split tank like that. Yeah, I mean that looks kind of cool. Um, Centered. Yeah. Streamlined. I mean, essentially, the way this bike came around is Keanu Reeves was like, "I want a bike." On a bike and I want it like this. He talked to the builder and the builder was like, "Yeah, let's form let's a it. company." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, wow, man. I don't know who their market is at seventy eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because at eight thousand, this would just would annihilate most of the competition in that range. It's I, way cooler. Um, it is way cooler, but I can't even see it. I couldn't see it going for eight. N- no, they've got the they've got words like resolved, reflected, carbon the fiber. art. Carbon fiber. This is a bike that would cost fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars. This this is the kind of bike you would see, hmm. as opposed to SX or RX mm-hmm. from EBR. Yeah, that company that used to exist last week. Oh yeah, I heard about them. Yeah, you're sort of broken up about that, aren't you? A little you? bit. You, but uh, eighty thousand dollars? <throat> no, no, no. This this looks like a like a like a Sportster. Um, with some custom work. And I can't even be like, well, how do you justify this price? Because clearly... They don't give a crap. Yeah. If you have to ask that kind of question, this bike is not... Crap's given zero. This is not... You're not who they were making it for. Yeah, it's not It's not for you. Founders. One of their founders is uh, is Keanu. Gerd Hollinger. Ooh, he's even got he's even got the hipster picture. Yeah. Yes. He draws art and art things, retro, modern. Oh, look who the other founder is. It's, it's oh, Keanu Reeves. Ken Reeves, yeah. who's got one of his gear faces on. <laughs> gear face. <laughs> gear face. Yeah. I, I question them actually selling enough of these bikes to. I question them selling any of these. Maybe to Keanu and a couple of his friends. Could be. Uh, Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. He'd buy one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, is, is there EBR couldn't sell enough bikes to support their company? Could they? Could this? Do they care? I don't know. Would they? I don't think they care. 
This is actually, if I remember right, this is actually Keanu's second bike shop. Yeah. He's had one before. Uh-huh. Um, Did it actually turn any bikes out the door? Uh, I think it was more about, it was more of a ship, like, bike shop versus a builder. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he's done this before. He's been to motorcycles for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you're into motorcycles, you've got a bunch of money. It's, opening a shop sounds like a cool idea. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> I get the impression that they're hard to make money with. <laughs> There's certain certain things. Yeah. Certain sensations I get about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe he'll have uh, better luck than uh, Eric did. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if if he actually tried to make a bike that people maybe, would buy. Maybe Maybe Keanu Reeves. Will buy EVR out of receivership. That would be cool. Yeah, and they would call it the Whoa. <laughs> the EB Whoa. The EB Whoa. <laughs> or just the Eric Whoa, or the Horace Whoa. <laughs> oh, Eric, the Eric Horace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned this week, Chuck? I have learned I am not going to be buying another Eric Buell bike. It's kind of sad. It is. It's an awful long pause there. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that two freedoms is not enough. You need at least three freedoms if you're really going to be serious about it. Three freedom. Three freedom, Chuck. <laughs> three freedom. And that's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. Three free. I think that means we'll see you next week. Yeah, that... You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.